So I don't know about you guys, but I've been feeling very burnt out. And I say burnt out because, you know, I have this constant routine of waking up at 545. I don't know how much more crazy it's going to get when it's Ramadan time and we got to wake up for Fajr and do all of that. But honestly, I was thinking about it today and I feel like it's such a big privilege to even be thinking about how much stuff you have to do and how tired you are because I was thinking about how there's so many parents that are taking care of their kids so many people doing like nine to fives coming home and having that same routine for like 50 years and never complaining or doing anything to relax and it's such a privilege to relax and take a break you know like we have the privilege sometimes to you know watch a show or like go on vacation I feel like so many people don't have that but you know, I've been feeling very burnt out. But on the bright side, I booked a little mini vacation to Miss Florida thing. Uh. <laughs> I'm excited to feel that breeze. What are you going? What are you going over there for? I'm trying to go see my silly goose. Ah, come on. There um, she goes. Yeah, it was literally sleeting in New York the other day, which is crazy because it was like 75 degrees the day before. I'm just excited to not think about too much work when I'm in Florida because I'm just so tired. And I don't know why. I think March is just such a big <laughs> time for people to just feel tired because it's not like it's not the beginning of the year, so they're not as hopeful, but it's like also not the middle. Speaking of March, you seen those gas prices? My goodness gracious. <laughs> I was talking to my mom today and she was flabbergasted with what the prices were and i was like mom yeah. aren't you very thankful that you work across the street she was like alhamdulillah how do you I, think I do. my dad feels who drives taxi yeah and has to fill it up every single day yeah in new york it's like five dollars now yeah That's i crazy. think it just hit like 4.45 here but what are you gonna do huh all right anyway welcome back to difficult dish a podcast about different south asian narratives i am Mahua. and i'm mashnun and we're really excited today because as we said before in our previous episodes we get so many dms and comments and questions about moving out and it is such a big topic and we just want to go in deeper about this topic because mashun and i were talking about this before we started but it's like what were we thinking about when we wanted to move out what were some of our concerns so we kind of want to vocalize that we want to give some of our advice and we have a lot of questions that we want to get to because we want to dedicate about half of this episode to just you guys and your concerns so make sure you tune in for that so we want to go back to square one and kind of talk about our our concerns and guilt guilty what is the word guilt (laughs) (laughs) our guilt you got it yeah our guilt before we moved out and again we moved out when we were about 23 so it's not like it happened overnight there was definitely a very long process with it but i know mashun wants to talk very briefly about his experience with it and how it started for him you want to take the ball Uh, yeah i'll take the ball (laughs) um yeah i mean we both moved out when I moved out when I was 22. You moved out when when you were 23, and I've been moved out for about uh about nine months now. Time flies, bro. Like Time I flies. I used to just like I remember when I would have like just like random conversation, like random small talk with people at like coffee shops. I'd be like, yeah, I've been moved out for like two three months, blah blah blah. I can't even say that anymore. I literally have to say I've been moved out for nine ten months now, 
it's actually holy shit bro it's been it's been 10 months now march mm-hmm. is 10 months goodness gracious time flies um and yeah um you know i've changed a lot in in the last 10 months and you know not in the way that i was expecting to you know i think i was expecting one thing to happen and it was happening but you know i've been feeling other feelings in the last couple couple months and you know it's just honest it's just um unexpected but i think in general um you know in in regards to just like the guilt of it that comes and goes um i i don't think it ever goes away it's the strongest in the beginning for sure yeah and i mean honestly that's a lie I, I think the guilt does does come and go, but the way you go about it is is different throughout the process. And um, yeah. you know, in the beginning, like I I went home pretty often. I went home like twice, like once every two once every two days, once every three days. And I think after being moved out for like four or five months, it turned into like once a week and once every like close to ten days. I think the longest time I I went was about like. 10 days maybe like two weeks and i saw that happening because i was just really enjoying being by myself because mm-hmm. i've been only been by myself for a few months but um uh, as the new year started you know i've really just really missed my mom like a lot more and like my lease ends soon and i'm honestly like not fully excited but like a part of me is excited to just like be back with my mom because i feel like i have so much to bring back home to her and um I mean, that's pretty much like, like, that's just like my whole journey in a nutshell. But in general, you know, the the guilt does come and go. And of course, like I I have my ways that I've like defamed it throughout the last couple months. But how about you? How have have you been going about the guilt? Um, Okay, so first, let me talk about the guilt and how it's changed now. But I also want to talk about the guilt that prevents you from actually making this this big decision. Um, so I would like to say that I felt very guilty in the beginning, especially before moving out. I know there are a lot of parents that kind of gaslight you or manipulate you or even threaten you into making you feel like you can't handle living by yourself. Or if you do move out, it's like, it's a disservice and you're like, you're, you're the reason that they're going to die. Or like, you know, they kind of make it seem like, you're the reason that the family's going to break apart. And if you make this decision for yourself, it's going to be the worst decision of your life. It's going to break apart your family, whatever, right? So this kind of prevents a lot of kids from moving out, right? Because they feel like they can't handle it and they feel like they can't hold that pressure on their shoulders, right? And I get a lot of DMs of people saying that they feel guilty because they don't want to be responsible for that but then also people that do move out they feel guilty because they're like oh my god my parents are getting older and older and they sacrifice so much for me how can I just leave them behind when it's an expectation to stay with them and take care of them and that was something that was holding me back for a really long time so in my situation I used to live with my parents at home my brother is going to college upstate so he's not home as often and I didn't want to leave my parents behind because it's like, who's going to take care of them? You know, I'm kind of like the glue in the family. So I felt really, really responsible for the fact that if my family did fall apart or if my family did go through any 
negative emotions or trauma because of me leaving it would be on my hands you know so that prevented me then and that actually almost changed my decision on wanting to move out but at the end of the day the only way I moved out and I stood firm in my decision is because first of all I decided that I had to choose myself I had to fill up my gas gas I had to fill up my glass to fill up someone else's right like I can't provide happiness and provide for my parents if I can't even do that for myself yet so at the end of the day I chose myself and I felt really guilty when I moved out I was like oh shit like I probably made such a big and bad decision you know like I should just be at home and I remember my parents were really really upset they supported me when I moved out obviously they're gonna help me move in and buy my help me buy my furniture and whatever it is but they felt really really upset I remember my mom calling me all the time I remember feeling like I had to be there to take care of them and it was very very emotionally hard and I think a lot of people don't really talk about that because it's just very traumatizing as well. It was just really hard in the first few weeks and months to kind of take care of my parents' parents' emotions when I moved out while also trying to take care of my emotions in a new environment in a new place living by myself and it's really hard. But what I also want to talk about is that I felt like I would be guilty and I would feel like I made the worst decision of my life for forever, basically. Like, I didn't think I'd get over it. And eventually, it subsided. And eventually, I realized that the distance from my parents made me so much more closer to them. Like, if you guys look at my Instagram um, you can see the progression. So I used to post videos in probably like September, October of me wanting to move out because my house was toxic. And then I started posting videos of me actually moved out and how my life experiences are now. But you can see that I still wasn't really happy because I was in a place where I felt like I wasn't making the best decision, right? But now I'm in a place where I'm much closer with my family and that distance made us appreciate each other so much more so if someone asks me how do you get over the guilt of you know your parents getting older how do you take care of them from your house or when you're not with them anymore the answer is that for the most part the distance makes you want to talk to them more and the distance makes you appreciate them more and even if you're not with them physically it makes you excited to go back home and it makes you cherish the moments that you have so like When I go home every single weekend now, it's like we cook together or like we play car and board. I mean, we only played one so far because it's still kind of rusty. We play (laughs) car and board together or like my dad and I cherish the moments in the taxi when he when we go home together. And it's like it feels like they're looking forward to that time now, too. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's not like we're in a toxic house where no one is talking to each other and we're giving each other the silent treatment and holding grudges. You know, that's what it was like before when I used to live with them. And if I had still lived with them and hadn't moved out, it would still be like that, right? But now that we've had that distance and those boundaries and I chose myself, I'm able to choose myself while also giving to my family. You know, I hope that makes sense, but that's what my experience has been. So, Honestly, just put yourself first. Like you cannot help other people out, especially your family, if you can't help yourself out first. I think it all just comes back down to like, like, like why, why do you want to move out? You know, right. it's, 
you you like as a brown kid you really have to have like strong substantial reasoning to why you want to move out and how it's going to help you in the progression of your life you know if you want to move out because you just want to you know get drunk in peace and not in front of your parents and watch netflix like all night and not get yelled at for for doing that like i understand you want to move out but that's not a valid enough reason to want to move out you know we moved out for various reasons but i think the you know the most prominent reason that we want to move out was we we just wanted our own space to just get more work done because we really couldn't get the work done that we wanted done when we were back at home so our main motive was we want to work harder which you know correlates to making more money getting more opportunities Mm -hmm. making more connections which correlates to you know bringing it bringing that back to our family and, and taking care of our family you know like my my mom just got a new car and like she doesn't have to worry about like her new car bill you know and like today we went to to lois because my mom wanted some new plants and like we got her these two plants and she was looking at these two pots like these two clay pots and they were like thirty dollars each and my mom was like oh they're too expensive and i was like dude i was like mom do you like them she's like yeah i love them and i was like okay then i'm gonna get them she's like no they're too expensive I was like, mom, I'm, they're $30 pots. I'm get, and my, my mom can afford a $30 pot, you know, and, and she, she gets happy knowing that like, you know, even though I'm here like affording all the bills that I'm paying, like, you know, I, I can still pay for these things for her. And like, she gets happy knowing that. And like it, it's like, why do you want to move out? Do you want to move out? Because you want more, more peace of mind and you want like a, a stronger me- mental health condition. That's totally valid too. But you have to make sure that you're work- working towards that. You can't just move out and just like sit around and and expect things to happen because that's not how it works. And if you do that, then you're going to feel even more guilty at the end yeah. of the day. I feel like a lot of parents, when you do bring up the idea of moving out, they call you selfish. They call you ungrateful, whatever it is. Right. But at the end of the day, like I actually got a DM about this recently. She asked you know, how do I bring up this conversation about moving up, moving out with my family? Um, it seems like even if I do move out, like they're still not going to treat me like I, I can handle it. And it's like, okay, they're going to call you selfish and ungrateful. Yeah, because they don't know any life other than what they were taught, which is the kids staying at home and taking care of the parents. But also at the end of the day, you kind of have to have reason, like what you said, you have to have reason with what you're why with why you're moving out but also you have to kind of show them that you are able to do it right so it's like yeah our parents sacrificed their whole life for us and now they're going to call you selfish because they think that you're moving out just to like leave them behind right but the intention of moving out that is valid is that you're moving out because you want to give them a better life and the only way you can do that is if you have your own space and if you can grow on your own and you have to show them that you are capable of doing that so like back to what you said you can't just move out and like party every single day and your only reason to move out is to like okay like i want the freedom of going out every single day all right that's fine like maybe you didn't have that freedom at home but but at the end of the day if you want them to see you as a mature person who can handle things and who can like give them back the life that they gave you you have to kind of prove it to them that you're capable of doing that. You know, you have to have um, like an actual reasoning behind it. And like that doesn't start 
after you move out like that starts the the months the years before you ever even thinking about moving out you know like our reasoning again was like oh we want to work harder we want to make more opportunities so we can bring more money to you if we didn't have any sort of groundwork before we moved out they would have just looked at us like we're stupid but it's like you know, before you moved out, your small business was doing amazing. You you were starting your your YouTube. Everything was growing, and you have you had leverage to show your mom, like, hey, I got something that that's brewing. Like, if I get my own space, like, it'll get even bigger. Right. And and you had that leverage. I mean, still, like, they still didn't view me as a mature person, even though I had all of that. Like, they still didn't want. No, to I'm saying I'm that. saying in comparison to like you not having anything okay, yeah, and them just sure. and going up to them to be like mom i want to move out because i want to make a small business and right. make art they would look at you like like what right. you know so it's like it starts before you move out and and like for me I, I had stuff that i was doing and stuff that i was starting my mom understanded why i wanted to move out and i didn't just come to her randomly you know mm-hmm. it wasn't a random thing it was like i i gave her kind of clues and and she kind of sensed that like you know i like it, it was my time to really you know practice myself and work on myself and it starts before you move out and i think a lot of people you know i i mean this is me just assuming but like yeah, I think a lot of people just love the idea of moving out and they they're just whether it's too scared or too lazy or too whatever to like put in like the groundwork that is necessary for a brown kid to be capable of moving out and and to minimize the the guilt and the abandonment and just like the 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 feeling of you know your your parents being upset with you. So yeah. it it all starts earlier than just the day you tell them that you want to move out. You know, like, a lot of people think that it happens overnight and they expect an instant resolution. And I remember, like, when I was in high school, like, when I would have fights with my parents, I'd be like, when I'm 18, like, I'm moving out the second I turn 18. And they'll be like, okay, like, go ahead. They knew that I couldn't move out at 18. Like, I didn't have the funds to just move out. But it's the thing, like, a lot of people make rash decisions and they just move out without having the preparation and the funds and they just leave because obviously sometimes they have to. They live in a toxic household, they live in an abusive house, whatever it is, you know, and I get that. They have to. But also a lot of people make that decision when they don't really have to. They just think that, you know, they in the heat of the moment, they think they have to when they don't really need to and they don't have that preparation and then it ends up being really badly. It ends up what is the saying? It ends up really bad, right? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it ends up really bad. Mahula Khan, <laughs> March eleventh. Shut the hell up. My it's not goodness. even March eleventh. Oh, okay, it's about to be. Anyway, so um, so it's really important to think it through, and we want to um open up a lot of the questions about saving up and how many funds you need before you move out. So that's going to be a little bit later on in this episode. But it's really important to save up and think about your decision before you move out. You know, Mashun and I, we really searched hard for apartments and we didn't just pick the first one that we saw just because we were desperate. And obviously, if you are desperate, if you need to leave your house, then whatever you can get, you get, you know. But I'm saying if you have the choice, don't make that decision. Don't just leave if you have the first month of rent, you know? Um, and then a lot of people ask me, oh, how did you convince your parents? How did you move out? How did you make that step happen, you know? And the answer is, I didn't really convince my parents. It didn't happen until after I moved out 
that they realized how much I grew. In that moment, they still thought that I was their little girl. You know, I was the first. That was the first born in America. Like I was coddled when I was born. Like I had all of these family members around me. You know, so I was the first born. I set. I'm expected to set a very high example for everyone else in my family, you know? So they didn't want me to move out. They expected me to be the good daughter and just stay at home and whatever, right? So I didn't really have that calm conversation with my parents when I moved out. It kind of had to get to the point where I signed the lease and they had to get on board because I knew that there was no way of just convincing them. So I had to sign my lease and then kind of tell them the news. Obviously, I, I warmed them up to the idea and I didn't just spring it on them. But at one point, they just thought I was bluffing and they didn't think I'd actually do it. So I had to sign my lease and make it official. And that's when they understood like, okay, like she's actually doing this, you know, we have to get on board too. So this was my um, circumstance. Obviously, I'm not saying that you should do the same thing unless you can. But yeah, like sometimes you just have to make the move just first to get them on board and make it seem like you're serious and they understand that you're serious but second so that you can't get cold feet you know I know there were so many points when I just wanted to back out I didn't think that I could follow through with it and I just didn't want it to break my family apart but me signing the lease was like the final step you know I was like okay now that I've done this I can't go back. This is my final decision. I just have to make it work. And that was like the glue. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you remember, but it was literally like. I remember. I know what you're about to say. Like when I, when I toured my apartment, they had like some deal going on and I literally had to sign the lease within three days to get the, the price that I'm paying now. And if I didn't, uh, if I waited past those three days, the price would go up like $200 a month which is which is ridiculous um so they gave me three days and these three days were so stressful because i was about to make such a big decision and the fact that i was on such a, a strict timeline and uh at the same time is when my uh my uh tuition payment for ucf came in i remember that, how stressed you were at that time and i was like i had to pay my fat tuition payment i had to pay a, a security deposit and i had to pay first month's rent all within like these three days and i was literally so stressed out and i was really close to not signing a lease and you know i really felt the pressure at that time but you know pressure makes diamonds and i i really thought it through for those couple days and i'm glad that i made the decision that i made and i think one thing that i really realized while i've been moved out is like i think like guilt and hunger just like cancel each other out you know Mm -hmm. i've i felt really guilty for leaving out but i think you know, just how hungry I was to to make something out of me being moved out really, really took my mind off of like how bad I felt. Mm-hmm. And there will be times where like the guilt is, you know, it's a, uh, it's tipping a little bit stronger than than the hunger. And sometimes the hunger is tipping a little bit stronger than the guilt. You know, when when the hunger is stronger, that's when I don't go home very often. When the guilt is stronger, that's when like I sit around at home just thinking like, oh, um, you know, was this really worth it? Am I really making the most out of this? And mm-hmm. it, and and like those ebbs and flows are very common, but it's really important to try your best to stay balanced throughout the whole thing and just throughout everything. And, you know, when, when you're going about deciding if moving out is right for you, it's really important to not get too caught up in, you know, 
the the pros of it and the cons of it but really try to balance it out and and recognize what is the best route for you you know is this really going to be beneficial for you or is it just something that you just kind of seeing it as like a like an easy scapegoat but you get what i'm saying yeah well okay so i feel like this would be really important to hear from your perspective so two questions first one would be what were some of the things that were going through your head when you were making that decision of signing that lease and you know like what was almost preventing you from signing it and second question follow-up is how is your relationship with the family and just the guilt and everything now that you've moved out for so long i think first off i think when when i was feeling that pressure honestly the main concern of mine was just the financial concern and Mm. it was because you know at that time i was working like a position at the same company but i i get a i get paid a lot more with the um with the promotion that i got but i i didn't have this promotion when i first moved out i remember you know and i was I was making like like decent money, but like it it wasn't enough to pay a fat tuition bill, and you know it was in total it was maybe like five thousand dollars that I just had to drop out of nowhere, right. and and I was I think the main concern was financially, and I went through with it because I think I like Moshin I I have the I I've just always had the the intuition that I'm gonna be. Like, I'm going to get opportunity. Like, I'm going to make this happen. And if there's nothing that could be made happen out of this situation, I'm going to find a way because I've just always found a way. And I just kind of let let that rock. And I, I really tried my best to make that side of me shine. And so I, I wouldn't really know what to advise other people if they would be in the same situation because, you know, other people's brains work 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 different maybe some people don't have like that that inner gut feeling that like i did because you know i i remember um before i toured the apartment i'm in right now i i remember like i I toured another apartment and i facetimed doing it and it was an apartment that was a lot more expensive Mm -hmm. but it was so much nicer and i was so close to signing it i could barely afford this place barely and honestly, thank God I I didn't, cause like it, it like think back to it now, literally wasn't even that great. But um, I was really close to signing it because I even told my sister I was like, "Yo, I'm a I'm be straight, like I'm gonna make more money somehow. Like I know I will." <laughs> and like, so I guess my advice is like, if you don't have just that confidence, that's something that I always urge people to try your best to grow on, even if it's not about like oh, I'm going to make more money. Just always try to be like, oh, like, I'm going a, I'm to a figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Even even if it doesn't seem realistic, obviously be as realistic as possible, but don't don't let, like, your imagination die out. And I always just drove myself with, like, I'm going I'm to make it work. And, and it's also, like, you have to be uncomfortable. Like, you yeah. don't have all of the means figured out yet to make a comfortable living so that means you have to be uncomfortable in a living situation where you probably can't completely afford it yet but you have to be uncomfortable with that and grow with it and get to that point where you can get those opportunities right yeah um yeah those three days were were very stressful oh my but i know you had also a lot of guilt with your mom yeah it was um 
I I mean, yeah. And and that goes back to what I was saying before of like, I I try my best to cancel out the guilt by just like staying, staying on, on the right path and, and sticking to the plan of like, I'm a, I'm going to make the most out of this and it's going to be worth it. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that this is worth it. Cause I knew that I was going to feel really guilty and I knew my mom wasn't in the position for me to leave. And I, I knew that, and it was so hard for me to move past that. But I'm so glad I moved past that because yeah. if I stayed, I can't even imagine what our lives would have been like if I never moved out. Life would have been so, so different, so right. different and and not in a good way. Like, yeah. like, even though like life isn't perfect right now, it's a lot better than what it would have been if I if I stayed at home. I agree. And I'm sure you feel the same. I agree completely. So how do you think your relationship is now? Yeah, it's a lot stronger. Like me me and my mom just get each other, you know, like and we got each other before, but it's crazy. Like before I understood when she was like upset all the time. Like I could tell I could tell that she was upset by like the way she would like close the car door when she came home, you know, like by her footsteps. I could tell I could tell what she's going to say when she comes into the room. That's why like I hide everything. I, I, I hide the laptop. I open up a book just so she's as happy as possible. And now like I still understand her. But now like I I understand the things that like really make her happy, you know, like like today I was working in like my sister's room. She came in and she came in to say hi. And she sat on the bed and she immediately just just um, stood back up and like went to the backyard. I was like, why the hell did she go to the backyard? And then like I like looked out the window and she was just like sitting on a chair. And, you know, I remember her telling me like, oh, like like during Shondashumai, like at sunset, um, that's when like her her jasmine gardenia flowers, the like the aroma is like the strongest. And I, I was looking that. out the window and I was looking at her and like, I remember that and I just felt so happy. And like, and, and what's crazy is pre me moving out. If I saw my mom just sitting alone outside, just on a chair and not doing anything, my mind just immediately goes to, she's sad. She's upset about something. Like I got to go there and like be like her, her shoulder. Mm-hmm. But like now I look at her and I, I remember all these things that make her happy because when I when I was at home, it was just really toxic, and it was just always negativity. But me being outside, I, I've allowed like space for like positivity to to yeah. enter, you know. And now I look outside, and just like the way that like I, I went about it, the reference point is just different. Like I see certain things, and I don't see it from a negative point of view from the get go anymore. Like mm-hmm. I see it as like okay, like you know, before it was like she she hates being alone. And obviously, like nobody loves being alone all the time, but like. Now, my, my initial reference point is a positive one instead of a negative one. Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest, you know, just to like make this a, a grander idea that that's kind of like the, the bigger difference is like I, I recognize the happier things a lot more instead of the, the negative things. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And I think that's so beautiful because I remember like obviously when you're living with someone forever, it's like when like already in general like south asian families are not the best at expressing their feelings they have a lot of toxic mindsets whatever right i remember when there would be a fight in the house my mom and i especially we would have silent 
grudges for days and weeks sometimes. You know, we would not talk. And that's like we're seeing each other, but we're not talking. But now it's like when I go home, we're cherishing that time together. And even if we do have a small argument, I'm not thinking about the argument when I go back home. You know, I'm thinking about the good times that we had together. And again, it's like that that distance that really makes you appreciate it. And it's like my mom and I talk on the phone now in a way where it's like even when we were living in the same house under the same roof, we never talked to that same extent. But now like through the phone or even when I go home, it's like so much better. Like she asked me for my opinion because she values it now for her writing. She talks to me about her first grade classroom or bonding over our first grade classrooms. And it's just crazy that like the distance didn't make us further like what I feared. It actually made us closer. And it's amazing. I think it's it's really beautiful. So if you're on the fence on it um consider it don't let it stop you i think it's all in all like people are like oh um the distance is gonna hurt you you know yeah when at the end of the day it's it's not the distance it's really just the way that you go about it exactly if you separate yourself and don't talk to your parents again yes the difference is gonna mess it up or the distance is gonna mess it up but it's not the distance's fault it's all your fault yeah so like when you when you move out that doesn't mean don't talk to your parents that doesn't mean like live your live your life on your own cut off your connection with them you know a lot of people think that like when i post my vlogs of me living alone a lot of people are like oh my god like you mean you don't see your parents anymore oh my god you don't talk to them anymore no the truth is i'm closer to them with my own space and with my own independence and it's not one or the other it can be together it could be a balance you know yeah those videos just look sad as hell not anymore all right i fixed it it's because they were sad now now they're now they're just neutral now they're just no now they're now they're pretty jolly now they're now they're like chill girl vibes you know (laughs) they're chill girl vibes all right so we've been yapping a lot we're gonna go on to the questions now you guys yapped a lot about the questions Y'all love to yap, y'all some yappers. Yeah, so while I please, pull them up, please, do you wanna, in, in, uh, in the meantime, yeah, yeah please, um, please, please, um, you know, just <laughs> please. Do you want this rate, man to beg? Do you want this podcast. man to beg at 10 o'clock p.m. right now? Listen, at this moment, at the time of this recording, we have 69 reviews, which is amazing. We have a 4.9. I would prefer a 5, but I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if it's possible yeah, to get that back. Hard. Just give yeah. us 5 star, please. If please. you're listening to this point, you, you, love us say it yeah and you know say how it. many it's moving okay. out episodes okay. we've done for you guys it's okay it's okay, <laughs> it's okay to say, admit it all right you can anyway. say that you love us all right we so love you let's too. move on to- <laughs> if you leave us a five <laughs> so someone asked hi what percentage of your <laughs> why do you say it like that <laughs> what percentage of your monthly salary do you recommend to spend on rent uh percentages yeah i don't like math listen so honestly, honestly uh, uh, no god no first of all like if you're listening to this on a friday i posted a video this on the following sunday on the 13th of march of how i afford to live in new york all my tips all my tricks so if you want to watch that for a more insightful advice you can but first of all i just want to say i'm not very good at keeping track of my money but i want to also preface by saying Mashoon has a steady income because he has a nine to five job. He has a set salary. 
I do not have that because I am a artist. I am a small business owner. I am a creator. So I have very sporadic amounts of money every single day, every single month. So it varies. You know, one month I might have 1,000. One month I might have 5,000. And I took this into account before I moved out. So I did not just move out with $2,000 in my savings account. I moved out with quite a lot in my savings account because I expected to lose a lot of money. And I did. So what percentage of your monthly salary do you recommend to spend on rent? So I think that if you make about $5,000 a month, I think a good amount to spend on rent is like $1,500 to $1,700. I'm kind of just throwing numbers out there, but what what percentage is that? <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, what percentage is that? uh that's that's probably like 30 well let me just say like if you're looking for an apartment in new york they are looking for a person that can afford to live there that has um sometimes it varies so it could be 40 times the amount of rent pretty sure it's typically 80 mine was 45 but in New York City, like Manhattan area, they ask for 70, 70 times. Yeah, so yeah. if your rent is sixteen fifty a month, that would mean that times seventy five. That would I, I mean. Think, oh, wait, no, hold no, on. No. If your rent uh, is sixteen fifty a month, they would expect you, which is crazy, to make about a hundred and twenty three thousand dollars a year. Okay, I I think like the the numbers that you're talking about are all you know you can find those on google like you can find like what percentage do i need it's like we're we're not here to advise about that right when it comes to just like how much of your money you should put into rent it's honestly it's completely up to you i i know people who pay like 60 percent of their monthly income goes to rent i know people who who 10 percent goes to their rent it just depends on on you are you are you like are you making sure it's worth it if you're pay- if you're putting 70 percent of your monthly income to to your rent payment you better be loving that apartment you know yeah. and if you are loving that apartment then and if you can justify that 70 percent is worth it i got nothing to say to you i'm mm-hmm. i'm happy that you're happy because at the end of the day we're all just trying to be happy i right. know people that pay 400 dollars a month you know for their little room and they're chilling that's all they need so it literally mm-hmm. st- just depends on you i probably pay about like 30 percent of my monthly income goes to rent 30 35 percent somewhere around there i don't know 30 percent of and your monthly income i think 30, now you're just saying numbers <laughs> no yeah yeah like 30 like the amount of money i make in a month about 30 percent of that goes to oh, rent. okay all right and i'm like comfortable with that number obviously i want i would like for it to be less but like it, it's cool it's whatever and I, i'm cool with paying that much it literally just depends on you if it you know if you see the numbers and if you're not comfortable with paying it and you don't feel like you're going to be expecting an increase in salary or compensation in the near future then don't take it like why are you yeah. gonna starve yourself like that at the end of the day we're all just trying to be happy we're all just yeah. trying to enjoy life and it's so also like, like don't kill yourself over not being able to pay rent it's also like if you choose a cheaper apartment, like for example, when I was looking at apartments, there was this really nice apartment that I liked, but it had no counter space in the kitchen. And I knew that would prevent me from cooking and like it would make me want to buy food more from outside. So at the end of the day, it was cheaper rent, but also I wouldn't be as happy there because I would be spending more money outside for food and I didn't have the full experience of living alone because I wouldn't be able to cook, right? So it's like, 
pay that amount but you also want to be okay with the benefits that you're going to get from it or you know the outcome I, th- I think one thing that i would really strive for people to remember is like so my apartment is is stated as a luxury apartment when i first like took the tour i was like wow this place is beautiful but let me tell you something if you're like on the more bougier the more luxurious the more modernized side maybe even you don't have to be that type of person but like you want something nicer keep in mind that like the luxury of it goes away in like two months and you will see your apartment as just a regular regular apartment and i i walk into my apartment and like i have to like just like force myself to remember that like this apartment is beautiful because like i i live here now i'm just like yeah it's cool it's my apartment it's chilling like it's kind of small it's whatever but like to another people who just come in for the first time this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in the world. i think it's so, so pretty like, i love your apartment but i'm just trying to say like if if your justification for spending more money on an apartment is because it's just prettier that prettiness is gonna wear off yeah true it is true also, I thought there was going to be so many more questions, which we do have, but I think we addressed a lot in the actual episodes. So yeah. let me move on to the next question. So how much did you save up in order to move out? I mean, I would just say like for all of my apartment expenses, you know, everything that like furniture, the like whatever, everything you need for apartment, I probably spent like, I don't know, like 15, 1800 in total. Um, That's it? Yeah, I think so. The hell? Yeah, well, like my my bed frame was like one fifty, my mattress was oh, like two fifty, my sofa true. was three hundred. Those are like the big ones. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's just like random ricky dings. I stuff, think my so biggest like, expense was like my sofa, which was like three hundred something. Yeah, 400. you honestly don't need that much. Probably yeah. just like a couple thousand. Facebook like, Marketplace uh, has a good. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, and just like keep like keep like so like I don't like it depends on the area of course, but like have just like a couple thousand dollars like in as a cushion and also just depends on like your income like are you yeah like, it, it's all just so dependent but i can i can share that like i spent under two thousand dollars for like everything for my apartment okay so first of all i want to just emphasize again that i talk about this in my youtube video if you want to watch that for more in-depth information but i want to give some specifics so for me i thought that it was really important to save up money so a lot of people just want to save up their first month of rent and their last month of rent which is fine you know if you have to leave your house immediately and that's the only money you have that's fine so if your first month is 1650 and your last month is 1650 that would be about almost 4000 right so that's great but for me i like being prepared i like being aware of any emergencies that could be happening so i like being safe safer than sorry so i had over $10,000 in my savings account for moving out especially and again you don't need $10,000 to say to move out but I wanted to be prepared for anything bad that happens I wanted to be prepared with furniture anything so I would recommend to have a little bit more than just like your first and last month of rent just to buy your furniture and to have a comfortable living experience when you first move in because When you first move in, you have so many expenses, which is like buying the initial amounts of things. So it's like buying the Lysol, buying like the soap, buying the different things that obviously are going to last you, but just buying the initial amount. So I would recommend to save quite a little bit, quite a little bit of money. Um, And I just want to emphasize again, like I lost a lot of money already from moving out. Like my parents always say, like, why don't you just buy an apartment? Why don't you just buy a house? That way you can just 
get tenants that can pay you or you can just live there and you don't have to pay anything right but at the end of the day i don't want to do that so just me moving out the past four months i already lost like ten thousand dollars right from paying rent paying furniture buying food whatever it is right so it really adds up so you have to make sure that your income is good so you can keep up with the amount of money so that also means having more than just having the basics in your savings account i think like we're talking a lot about money you know the base of it is just like finding a good job um so if you guys would like an episode on just like maybe like career advice yeah we have um, a lot of younger listeners too yeah i mean i'm absolutely not the <laughs> primary person you should listen to but like i mean i have a pretty good job for my age so like and and i've learned some stuff and you know if, if that's something you guys are into because you know we, we're talking about like oh save ten save ten thousand dollars when i when i was 18 if i heard someone tell me save ten thousand dollars i got five yeah. and a half dollars in my bank account right now. <laughs> what you mean i'm gonna save ten thousand yeah. i understand like how that gap may feel so it, it all just comes back down yeah to and like, i also want to emphasize i also want to emphasize it's not like i'm saying i got ten thousand dollars within a day i started saving up money since i was like 18 and yeah. i moved out when i was 23 so it was like a five year plus um uh journey of me saving up money you know i've been working since i was 15 so it's like again it's not an overnight thing you can't just think about moving out and like just get an apartment and move out the next day and just have the conversation with your parents the next day you know it takes a long time takes a lot of patience takes a lot of thinking through it money so many different factors so the next question is how long did it take to decorate your apartment and make it actually feel like home (laughs) i mean honestly like after my first batch of furniture i bought all my stuff within the first month i have not bought anything else for my apartment okay but i also I want to emphasize that this man i re- i just reorganize everything every like two months not even like, he read or arranges his whole like setting his whole <laughs> living room area everything to different like alternative ways that i've never even thought of like one day he'll have his bed like in the bathroom the next day he'll have <laughs> it like in the kitchen no i mean but it like looks good way, the way he does it it's just it just depends on the person like i'm happy with with i i was expecting to like buy new furniture every three months but like i'm cool with how it looks now honestly yeah. i did buy more plants like buy, <laughs> a lot of my money goes to plants um and that's how i just kind of spruce things up you really don't yeah and my decoration (laughs) is literally my artwork so like i save that too um so um i mean yeah it's just like completely up to you you honestly don't need a lot of stuff yeah you know like have enjoy your first apartment but like again like i just would like to emphasize that you will get over the aesthetic of things in the first two months yeah like after a few months it literally just returns to yeah yeah i i think that's a big one when it's like i mean like i can freely go buy something but i'm just like so pained to realize how much money i just spent on random stuff you know it just depends on the person so yeah so when i first moved out i honestly got a good amount of things from my parents house because you know i love so many of the things there but i also wanted to kind of splurge and get the things that i never were never was able to get when i was living there so like I got a really good mattress because I never had that luxury of sleeping on a good mattress. I was always having back pains. And then I got a pretty long table to work on because I would always work in my bed when I was at home. And 
the table I was working at before was just really small and uncomfortable. So I wanted to splurge on things that I've always wanted and it would benefit me, right? And so I did spend money on that. But after the first month or two, I didn't really buy anything anymore because I had the initial setup done. But I got like, you know, housewarming gifts from my friends. And I think now I'm, I'm at the phase where I'm just like decorating with my own art, obviously, but like also putting my roots and culture into my home. So like, you know, maybe getting like a, a rug with like Arabic on it or getting like a something with bangla on it. So just to like spruce up the environment, just getting tiny things to just add some, you know, some some of me. we gotta love the bangla the arabic the everything Mm. you know Mm. your brother's going to bangladesh you heard (laughs) shut the (laughs) hell that's not true all right Uh. let's see um all right so i want to ask a very specific question to you i know we talked about it but i kind of want your insight you Uh. that we got so how do you separate the guilt especially with aging and ill parents and telling them that you want to move out. So how did you have this conversation? We didn't talk about that. And how did it go? Um no, I mean I mean it it was hard. It sucked. It yeah. it wasn't easy. I'm pretty sure we both cried. Um you know, it's I'm not going to tell you like it's easy. I'm not going to yeah. tell you it's anything other than what you expect to happen. Um but it's just like you know, you, you just have to have foresight. You have to, you just have to have the will to know that after you get over this, things are going to go up. You know, you, you it, it's like a, it's like you're driving down a road and it's like a, this is big boulder that's, that's in the middle of the road. You have to have the foresight to look, look at what, what's past that. If you're just going to stop at this boulder and be like, damn, this boulder is big boulder <laughs> and I don't feel like putting in the work to maneuver past this. Mm-hmm. And cool, that's just how you work. But yeah. there are some people that are that have the hunger to look past that and and know that like better things are coming after that. Yeah. And so it you just have to you know if you're not thinking like that, you just have to rework your brain to start thinking like that. Because once I started thinking like, you know, I I need to stop being worried about what's going on right now. I need I need to look into the future. I need to look in how, into like how me moving out. I'm a I'm going to focus more on school. You know, my last semester, my first semester moved out. I, it was the best semester I've ever had it in my yeah, college career. Yeah, I had a 3.4. I had a 3.4 GPA. It's the, it's and this is it's so embarrassing. I probably have such so many smart ass brown kids listening. Come on. My best semester in college was a 3.4 GPA. Really and it was the best I've ever done. And it was mostly because I was... Like I, I didn't have to, I didn't have as many stresses as I did when I was back at home. And I just had a, a newfound like resurgence of like focus and motivation and drive. You know, it's like when I was back at home, I was talking about how like, you know, hunger cancels guilt. You know, I was hungry, not only towards just like making more money and making more moves, but also just like pushing myself. And I realized that like, I've never had a good college and semester. That's why like last year I was like, let me fuck around and see like how good I can do this semester. And it was, you know, partially because I had my own space, but partially also because I was like, I I think I could do really good. You know, and like you remember my midterm season. I was bugging during my midterm like Even week. And year. I was I was studying so much more than I had to. And it's just because like the drive that I got 
that I had, you know, it derived from me moving out, which derived from just like moving out to 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 make my mom, you know, happier in the long run. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all of it just comes down to like this one decision that you make. But like when it comes to that conversation, I mean, there's no way going around it. You have to face it. But once you yeah. face it, you can move past it. And what's after that is the good part. Yeah, the hardest part is just facing that conversation and figuring out how you want to bring it up. Obviously, it can backfire and it can be a really horrible conversation, but at least you put it out in the world, right? And it's like a lot of us think that we have the power and capability to just stop our parents from aging, and that's not true. So it's like regardless if you stay at home, regardless of if you move out, you can't stop your parents from aging. And yes, it sounds selfish if you want to leave them and if you want to live life on your own, but that doesn't mean you're living life independent from them. It's not like you're running away from them. You can't, like if you're in a relationship, you can't expect to give your all to someone else or your partner if you are feeling depressed or if you're feeling like you haven't even given that respect or love to yourself, you know? So how can you expect to do the same thing for your parents? If you're miserable at home, you can't just expect to give so much love to your parents because like you don't have the the luxury to do it yourself so figure figure it out like on your own obviously if your situation allows it and then give that love back to your parents and you can be there more for them even regardless of you not living with them you know it doesn't have to be that you have to live with them sacrifice your own happiness and do that for them you know we're not really in that generation anymore where we feel like we just have to sacrifice it all for our parents and then our kids learn that and it goes on and on you know so that's how we want to end our episode do you have a 10 second advice you have not gone first for the last many episodes so you got to go first this time so i wanted to give a psa a public service announcement and apologize for always preaching self-care and self-love. I realize now that like self-care is obviously very important, but like what I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it's also such a privilege. And I know there's so many like creators that essentially don't really do any other work besides make their creative videos. And they always preach self-care, whatever it is, because they have more time than the average person working a nine to five or people with kids or whatever it is. I understand that self-care is such a privilege and a lot of people don't have that ability to just pause their life and take a break for even a second. So I just want to apologize, but I also want to say that, you know, try your best to take care of yourself and just take a break. I'm trying to do that. I know Mashun's on the same, same boat. So just do whatever you can to do some form of self-care, but also don't think that you have to do this luxurious form of routine to follow what these creators or people say or what I've said in the past. But yeah. I like that. <laughs> I felt Thanks. that one. Thanks. Deep. That was to you. Oh. <laughs> you don't have one, do you? Um, Rejection is just redirection oh that's a good one that's a you like good that one? one damn whenever you, you says, came whenever, hard with whenever that I, whenever 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 anybody says no uh just be like all right that's all cool. right that's just yeah the guys i just want to tell you way. 
I just want to tell you, I spent four hours on a resume the other day. I built a whole new resume for a job that I really thought I was going to get. And then I did not. That's their loss. It is their loss. I was really hurt over it. I literally built a whole new resume, but it's fine. Rejection is redirection. And Are you not going to give me any uh, credit for that? For what, you, what you guys don't know, <laughs> I write this woman's emails. Like she'll send me, she'll be like, hey, what should I write? And then I'll start like being like, oh, you should, you should, uh, oh, you should tell him like this, this, and they're like, and she's like, can you just write it for me? <laughs> and I'm like, what, what is this? No, no. Me and you are a very good um, power duo because you help me with the marketing and I help you with life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And you help me with the marketing, so then to repay you, I come to Florida. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, all uh, right, guys. Thank you right. so much for listening to Difficult Dish. If you didn't hear our threats before, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please mm-hmm. follow us, Mashnoon Munir and Labyrinth Ave. Yeah. We got so much coming. We got two guests coming up, and I hope you yeah, are liking yeah, yeah, yeah. our episodes. Yeah. Next week, I mean, we'll probably have this episode out next week. We already have it recorded. Yeah. Uh, that's what Mr. Farhan Yusuf. I-, I can freely say that because we got this episode <laughs> finally down. I. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All, All right, right guys. Done. We'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Kudos. Alafis. <laughs>